You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 79. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezinski, and this week we have another timely episode for all of us experiencing the craziness that is coronavirus right now. Last week, I had a podcast episode about working out during this time. That's a question I've been getting a lot of how, how do we deal with working out now that you know, my gym's closed, your gym's probably closed, most of us are at home and trying to find that new normal when it comes to our workouts. And so if you haven't listened to what last week's episode, definitely go back and give that a listen because I share about how to first identify, you know, what your goal is with working out at home, whether it's just to move your body and to get some exercise or whether you're actually working towards a goal to add muscle or to add strength and how you're working out can be different. Um, with each of those goals and how to start to think about that in terms of working out at home and what maybe that looks like over the next little while while your gym is closed and your workouts are looking a little bit different. I got lots of awesome feedback about that episode. So thank you for, for those of you that shared it. Thank you for those of you that listened. And thank you for those of you who left reviews on iTunes. Those are always, always appreciated. So this week, I wanted to talk about the other side of the coin. So we talked about workouts last week, and I want to specifically talk about nutrition this week because that's the other half of the coin, right? Our lives are up, are changing. Everything's up in the air. There's a lot of uncertainty going around. And so likely just like your workouts are changing, maybe your nutrition is changing as well. And so I wanted to have a conversation about what maybe that looks like during this time. I've come up with four different topics that I kind of want to address when it comes to this time. And I will first say that if you aren't struggling at all, if you're you know tracking macros and you're feeling in control and you're feeling really good, there's no need to necessarily change anything in, in your program. Uh, this conversation that I'm about to have is really directed towards those people who are struggling right now. Maybe you were in a cut, you were in a deficit, you're trying to lose weight prior to this coronavirus hitting and your world's been turned upside down and you're finding yourself just like not even caring, um, not wanting to track, not wanting, you know, not even feeling like you can hit your numbers and feeling like you're somewhat spiraling out of control because that is what I see in so many people is this all or nothing mentality. And if you haven't listened to episode 58 on the all or nothing mentality, that is a great, very, very timely episode also to listen to and go back and, and re-listen. If, even if you've listened to it before, I think re-listening to it, you will hear new things that are applicable right now during, during this circumstance. But I see this in a lot of people where when a crisis happens, when something unusual happens, when something is thrown at you like it has been thrown at us with the coronavirus, is that 
we feel like if we can't do it all, if we can't track everything we're eating and hit our numbers and zero out everything on my fitness pal, if we can't do that right now, then we default to the very opposite of just not caring and not tracking at all and not, you know, and eating all of the things. And we swing all the way to the opposite side. And if that's you and you're feeling yourself just being like, well, screw it. You know, I don't have my Greek yogurt like I normally have my, my, you know, grocery store is out of chicken. Um, you know, I'm so stressed right now that I can't even fathom opening up my fitness pal. And so you're just not even caring and just going to the other side. I want you to consider that there is some intermediary place that we could hang out that doesn't have to be this all or nothing. It doesn't have to be you like track everything and weigh everything to the gram and hit your numbers or then it doesn't, or you might as well just like not even do it. No, there's a lot of things that we can be doing, even if you're at the point where you're like, you know what, this isn't quite a priority for me anymore like it was. And we're starting to talk about how are we going to create this new normal. Now, before I jump in, to these four things that I want to talk about. I do want to really quickly reframe this the situation that we're in because it's really easy as we listen to the media and as we read things and as we flip through social media and as you are likely experiencing a lot of craziness, right? That so many of us never imagined just a couple of weeks ago. You, you may be out of a job. Your spouse may be out of a job. You may be at home. You may have your kids out of school. You may be worried about a loved one. You may be sick. You may have somebody you know that's sick. Like there are a lot of crazy things happening that could be happening in your life right now. And I think it's really easy for us, especially in this time of uncertainty, to go into that fear mentality and that fear mode and just see problem after problem after problem in, in what we're experiencing. And I, I want to kind of try to help reframe that a little bit because I think once when we can start to um, shift our perspective on things, we are able to deal with them so much better. And so I think it's really easy to slip into victim mode because you know what? Coronavirus isn't your fault. Like you didn't do anything... <laughs> Whether if you've lost your job, you know, you're sick or you're at home or your kids are at school, like that isn't anything that you did to cause it. And so it's really easy to slip into that victim mode of like, all of these things are happening. All these things are happening to me. And when we get into that mode, it feels very, very disempowering. It feels like I have control over nothing. Life is happening to me and it can feel very fearful and defeating. And so when we can start to, instead of falling into that victim mode, when we can start to flip it around and look at it a different perspective and really start to step into the creator mode and recognizing that life doesn't happen to you, but life happens for you. And that every time that you see a problem, there is also an opportunity there's also possibility and that there are two sides to every single coin. And so often it's really easy to go into that problem, fear, um, you know, awfulness, when at the same time, we can just as easily look for, actively look for and find possibility and opportunity. And one of the things that I see right now as a big, huge possibility and opportunity for a lot of people is the fact that you likely have more time. 
And what I hear so often with people in their health and fitness journey, whether it is tracking macros, whether it is making healthy food, whether it is cooking at home or exercising, one of the biggest excuses that people have is that they don't have time. And so one of the biggest opportunities and possibilities that I see right now is that so many people have more time than they've ever had before. And what an amazing opportunity that is to be able to create something new that you've never been able to create before because you are given this gift of having more time. And so the very first thing that I want to talk about is how to be intentional with that time that you've been given. You have extra time. What are you going to do with it? What do you want to do with it? What what is possible for you now that you have a little bit of extra time, um, and that maybe you're at home more than you know you used to be? And how can you be intentional with what you're going to do with that time? So the very first thing that I would would say is that one of the most important things I think during this time is to think about it as an how to establish a new normal. This isn't going to be over in two weeks. Right, we've we've kind of realized that that this isn't going to be like two weeks go by and everybody's going to be back to like normal life. This is likely going to stretch on for you know weeks, if not months. And when we start to think about it as you know what this may stretch on for two, three, six months, we don't really know. That's a long time to be in crisis mode and to be reactive to what's happening to you. And instead, when we can start to think of it in terms of, you know what? Okay, this is like, this is a new six month period of time that we get to create something new and to be intentional with deciding what your new normal is going to be, right? What is your new routine going to be? What is your new day going to look like? It's likely going to be vastly different from your routine a couple of weeks ago. But when we can start to think of it, okay, you know what? Guess what? I get to create a new routine. Maybe there's been something that you've wanted to add to your routine. Maybe you've wanted to try meditation. Maybe you've wanted to try working out you know, in the morning. Maybe you've wanted to try adding reading into your day. What are some things that you can be intentional in creating this new routine and, and what it looks like? You know, Maybe that includes your kids and what you're doing in terms of teaching your kids. But think of it instead of being a crisis mode, where every day is different and you don't know what's going on, think of it in terms of what do I intentionally want to be my new normal? And if you really want to be intentional about this, I really highly suggest even like sitting down and writing out what your perfect day would be like now that maybe you're not going into work or your kids are home. Like what does your perfect day look like? And how can you start to incorporate those things into your days as as we go through this experience? Um, so that you can look back in two, three, six months and you know, maybe now you become a master meditator or you've gotten really good at, you know, yoga or you've learned how to create some new recipes, you've learned how to make bread, whatever it is, being intentional with what that new normal is going to look like for you. The second thing that I would say during this time and specifically with your fitness and nutrition is I think more so than ever, it is important to be setting a goal. And a goal gives us something to work for. It gives us something to look forward to. And I think it's really important to make the point that this goal is being set by you. 
that means you get to pick a goal that aligns with what you want to create in your life. For somebody, that may mean you know, getting a 200 pound squat. And that's something that you feel like you want to work for and you're able to work for at this time. For somebody else who is, you know, struggling more or is is having more going on around them, maybe that's just, you know, eating one vegetable a day. And so I want to make the point that you get to pick the goal Nobody's telling you what your goal should be. I'm I'm really big about not saying this should be your goal. You should do it this way because I don't know your situation. I don't know what you want to create in your life. I don't know what your values are. I don't know what's going on right now for you, but you do. And you know what you can set as a goal and what would be exciting for you and what fits into your life right now. And so I encourage you to think of, even if you feel like, the world is falling down around you. What is one goal that you can set that would move you in the right direction to feeling better, to feeling like you're taking control of something in your life, to feel like you are able to become, you be a little bit better version of you and take care of yourself a little bit more so that you're able to take care of others. And when you start to think of it in that way of like, what can I do to be able to do one thing that's going to you know, move me a little bit forward. It doesn't have to be this big, huge goal. It doesn't have to be hitting your macros. It doesn't have to be, you know, making all of your foods from scratch. Just think in terms of what is one thing that can move me forward on this journey and and make sure that you're setting goals. For me, what this looks like for me, you know, my my CrossFit gym is, is closed. I'm not going to CrossFit anymore. I am blessed enough that we have a gym in the backyard. That's where my husband typically lives. And so I do have access to equipment. But what I've decided is I'm going to use this time to be able to practice and work on some of the things in CrossFit that I'm not as good at that are some of my weaknesses. And so I've decided one of my goals is to be able to get a hundred double unders in a row. And so I have a program that I'm working on with that. And I also want to be able to get a 50 foot handstand walk. And so I've been working on that as well. Um, In addition to some other stuff that I'm doing, but those are specifically my two goals right now. And it's giving me some sort of purpose and some sort of sense of um, something that I'm working towards and that I'm accomplishing during this time so that I can look back in a couple months and be like, you know, yeah, remember, remember that like coronavirus and remember how good I got at handstand walking because I was intentional about it. And usually if you don't know CrossFit, like there's so many things you're working on in CrossFit that sometimes it's really hard to like focus on one specific skill um, because you're going through all of these skills all the time. Um, And so taking this time just to be very intentional about my double unders and my handstand walks, I'm hoping and, you know, setting a goal to be able to improve that during, during this time. And so for me, that's what it looks like for you. It may be a little bit different. And since we're specifically talking about nutrition right now, um, this brings me to the next thing. So, you know, thing number one that I suggest is be intentional about establishing a new normal in terms of your routine. Number two, set some sort of goal. Um, whatever that looks like for you, whatever you feel like is going to move you forward and that is is possible for you right now, set some sort of goal. And then number three, and this specifically is for the listeners who are counting macros or we're trying to lose weight or in a deficit prior to this whole coronavirus thing happening. If that's you and you are struggling right now, now again, if you're doing fine and nothing's wrong and you're just hunky-dory and you're feeling great being in control, then there's no reason to change that. But 
If you are in a place where you're just like feeling out of control, you're feeling like you have all of this stress and this emotional eating and you just can't even manage to like track your food or hit your numbers or anything and you feel like things are falling apart, then I really highly suggest that you consider going moving to maintenance right now and moving out of a deficit, moving into intentionally eating more food and maintaining the results that you've worked so hard for. Because what most women do is they are very good at losing weight and then they are very good at regaining that weight back. And we see this yo-yo cycle where you lose the weight and then you regain the weight back. And one of the reasons that that happens is because we don't have this mindset around maintenance and around a period of time that we are actually focusing on maintaining. For most women, it's lose, 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 fall apart, regain, lose, 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 right? Like that's the mentality that we go through. And when we can break up that mentality and understand that just as important as being able to lose the weight is being able to maintain that loss. And when we go into it with that intention and with that mindset, it really shifts and tweaks things. I Another episode that is really good to go back and listen to because she really talks about this idea of maintenance as a mindset is episode number 72, where I interview Heather Robertson and she lost half of her body weight and has maintained it for over eight years. And she talks about this idea of how we need to be able to be intentional about maintaining. And I suggest that this time is an awesome time to be intentional about that maintenance so that you have more calories. <laughs> Again, you're not like eating yourself, you know, you're not binging, you're not eating all of the things, but you're allotting yourself more calories. You're being intentional about whatever results you've already created in your fitness journey. You're being intentional about maintaining those results, kind of pushing pause for a moment, taking this time through this period when there's a lot of uncertainty and you have a lot of things going on to be able to maintain the results you've already achieved so that when, you know, you get more back to an assemblance of normal, you can hit you know, you can hit the gas pedal again and you haven't backtracked. That's really what I want you to think about is this idea of like, how can I take the next, however long this lasts and make sure that I'm not backtracking. And sometimes the best thing that you can do is just push pause. So let's talk a little, let's get a little bit like granular and tactical with what this actually means. If you are someone who is tracking macros right now and you're in a deficit and you're, you know, you're in a caloric deficit or a cut and looking to lose weight, what does that mean for you? Well, usually what I would recommend at the end of a cut is to go through a reverse diet. And I talk about this in episode nine and in episode 42 about what a reverse diet looks like. I have a free download there to kind of walk you through a reverse diet. And with a reverse diet, what we're typically doing is we're titrating our calories up over time and intentionally being able to improve our, like increase our metabolism while maintaining the weight loss that we've been able to achieve. And so that's what a reverse diet is, is it to get you up to that maintenance level to be able to now maintain on higher calories, the results that you've been able to get through a cut. So that is an option is if you're in a deficit and you're struggling right now to go through a reverse diet. Now a reverse diet typically takes somewhere between four and eight weeks. So it's not necessarily like a really quick, um, a really quick process. And so if you are struggling right now, trying to go through a reverse may be 
just something that's kind of off the table. If you are really swinging to the opposite side and just having a lot of stress eating and a lot of emotional eating and um, you know feeling like you can't track and all of those things, then swinging like trying to do four to six weeks of actually continuing to track and slowly add calories may not be the best next step for you. So if you feel like you don't have the bandwidth to take it like slowly like that, then I really would just suggest estimating your maintenance and and just jumping up to that maintenance level. And that will always be better than just not caring at all. And so a lot of people get really worked up. They're like, well, what if I don't reverse? And then it's like, you know, these bad things will happen and maybe like my metabolism won't be able to like slowly increase and, and they get worried that it's going to not work as well. But what I want you to consider is that if the other option is just eating your like eating yourself eating all the food eating everything that's in your house if that's the other option then just jumping up to maintenance is always going to be a better option now how do we figure out where your maintenance is well there's two ways that you can do it one you can just estimate it by calculating your total daily energy expenditure that's also known as your TDEE and if you use my free guide to set your macros which is at bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash set my macros if you use that guide in that guide I have help you to calculate what your estimated TDEE is so you can just use that that can just be your estimated amount of calories you burn in a day which would be your estimated maintenance if you didn't set your macros yourself or someone set them for you or used an online calculator or whatever, um, another simple way that you can do it is just to simply add 300 to 400 calories to where you currently are at to get you up somewhere around where a maintenance level would be for you. And that's just an easy way to just kind of estimate where you would be at maintenance. You guys, I have to just interject here. This is like the fifth time that I've had to like pause my recording because my kids are at home and I'm trying to record a podcast while my kids and my husband are like going in and out, opening and shutting doors, opening and shutting the refrigerator. And I just thought that you would be able to commiserate all of you moms who are like trying to do work from home, commiserate a little bit of, you know, sometimes we just have to roll. So if you hear things in the background on the podcast episode, or you hear doors opening and shutting, you know we're all in this together. And I hope that you can understand that we're all just trying to do our best and keep life going as much as possible with, you know, kids being at home at this time. Okay. So where was I? Um, I was talking about increasing your calories to maintenance. So when you're doing this jump, the question often is, what do you add? Right? So we add some calories, 300 and 400 calories or whatever it is to get to your TDEE what macros do you add in order to get to those calories? And the answer is fats and um, and carbs. You do not usually increase protein because you already have set it very high in a deficit. Um, and so we don't need to increase protein anymore. So we're adding those calories in terms of carbs and fat. Now, if you go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash nine, that's the podcast episode um, of number nine, where I talk about reverse dieting. I actually have a reverse diet worksheet download that you can that you can download and it walks you through um, how to increase your calories and specifically you know how how to add those carbs and fat into your um, into your macros but if you're just kind of you know just making a big jump from a cut into maintenance you can look to adding to get in your um, fat up to about 0.4 to 0.5 grams 
of fat per pound of body weight, and then the rest of it being carbohydrates that you add in order to get up to that mean level. And that's that's just kind of a good average for you know how do you increase your macros to get up to that maintenance level. So that is number three. We are considering moving into maintenance during this period of time. And then when things get back to normal, you can easily go back down to a cut. You'll have lost none of your your progress and you'll be able to mentally be in a much better space to dedicate to you know that next step of the process. The last thing that I want to mention is that this could be a really good time to practice moving away from tracking. If tracking feels really laborsome or um, like it's just overwhelming at this point in time, then make some goals and make some intentional moves towards using the knowledge that you've gained during your time of tracking and being able to um, continue eating without having to track. I've always said, I don't track anymore. I don't track my food. I don't weigh my food because I don't need to. I spent, I took that period of time to learn about portion sizes, to learn about the macronutrients that my body needs, to learn about, you know, what it looks like to get, you know, 130 grams of protein in a day. And I'm able to do that without having to track and weigh my food. And that is possible for you too. And it's where I want you to get to. And so maybe this is a really good time to start to make steps in that direction and, uh, and actually starting to realize how much you've learned by taking the time to weigh your food or by taking the time to um, track your macros and now being able to take that knowledge that you've learned and being able to, to use it without necessarily having to track. And so if you are wanting to move away from tracking or you're feeling like that's too much right now, then that's absolutely an awesome thing that you can do. And I would just really encourage you to be intentional about it. And again, not swing to the not caring right? Still like being mindful of what you're eating, but maybe your goals start to look a little different and your goals start to be, you know, I want one serving of protein and then half a plate of vegetables at, you know, every meal. And maybe that's your new goal that you're working on and and you're keeping track kind of in your head of like about where you are in your protein intake and, and how much you're eating during the day, but you don't have to be super rigid. And I, and I hope that that becomes one of the takeaways for this episode is that you can be incredibly successful. You can make progress without it having to look a specific way. And I I talk about this in episode 74, where I talk about this idea that so many women are used to diets where they like tell them what they have to do and there's a set of rules to follow. And if you don't follow them, well then like that's your, that's your deal, right? That's your problem. Um, and that is not how macro counting has to be. And, it, and it's not at all how I teach macro counting. Instead, macro counting is a tool. It is a general concept. It is something that you can apply to your journey and your life, but that we can customize it to your goals, your lifestyle, what you want to create. And it can look incredibly different for you than it looks for somebody else. This is not a matter of you have to hit your macros or you're not going to get results. Instead, we can take this tool and we can use it and we can wield it differently at different times. Just like you can wield a knife to like do surgery, right? My husband does surgery. Like you can use a scalpel and do surgery, or you can use it to cut a steak, or you can use it to stab someone, right? Like that's a tool used in three different ways. You can use macros as a tool in different ways, and there's not a right or a wrong way to do it. So I really want you to open your mind up in this time period that there's not a right or a wrong way to go through this 
this period of time with your health and fitness journey. There's only the, t- the way that is intentional for what you want to do and what's important to you and what you are valuing at this point in time. So just to kind of wrap everything up, I hope that this has given you some things to think about. And we talked, we, I started out with just talking about this idea of um, with every, every problem, there is an opportunity and starting to look for what are the opportunities right now? You know, what, what is available and what is possible for me right now? Even when I may feel like the world is ending, even when it may feel like, you know, the economy is tanking and people are losing their jobs and there's a lot of crazy crap going on right now. And yet with every crazy thing that happens, there's always a flip side. There's always another side of that coin and there always is possibility and opportunity. And how can you start to look for that possibility and opportunity in every single day? Because I promise you, as you do that, you will find it. And as you find that opportunity and you lean into that opportunity and you let go of fear you will be able to make it through this time and you will come out of this experience feeling like you made it. And like maybe even that it was a blessing. Maybe you will create something new in your life because what got you here won't get you there. And this is an opportunity to do something different. It is an opportunity to one, be intentional and establish a new routine and a new normal and to be intentional with that of of what what is open to you now that you have more time that you are at home that you you know aren't going out to to restaurants like what is possible for you right now i also highly highly suggest that you set a goal be intentional what do you what can, what can you do what what do you want to look back on and say you know what during that time that was so crazy like here's what i accomplished consider moving to maintenance I think that this is a excellent, perfect time for you to be intentional about maintaining whatever results that you currently have. And even if you haven't lost a pound, right? Let's, let's pretend that you're at this place where you're like, I want to lose weight and you haven't even lost a pound yet. It is still valuable for you to eat at maintenance and track at maintenance and maintain your weight. Because for a lot of women, the weight gain like creeps up, right? Like that's, that's the part where they start to lose progress is, is even if you're not losing weight, if you're not gaining weight, that's a win. And so being intentional about that maintenance, I think this time is awesome for being, for really focusing on that maintenance mode. And then last, maybe this is a time that you start to practice and move away from tracking um, and, and starting to recognize and eyeball portion sizes start to, to, use the knowledge that you've gained during tracking and the understanding of how to create a plate that, you know, has more protein on it and is able to be balanced with carbs and fat and be able to do that without tracking. That's absolutely a thing that you can do. And it's a place that I want you to get to anyway, at some point. And if this is a good time for you to practice that, then awesome. That's, this is, that would be a great thing to come away with this experience in having experience doing is, is, you know, eating without tracking and doing that at a maintenance level will always be more beneficial. Um, I find when people try to estimate when they're in a caloric deficit that they typically will pretty badly over or underestimate 
And um, we want to be a little bit more specific when we are cutting. But when you're at maintenance, that's a great time to be able to start to move away from tracking and starting to be able to you know, just have it be the way that you eat rather than paying so much attention to an app and, you know, all the exact numbers. So I want you just to take a deep breath right now and remind yourself that it's going to be okay, that there will be an end to this, and that it is possible that you can look back on this time and be really grateful for it. And I love I love that perspective. I love looking at things that are hard and feel like problems and leaning into how they can be some of the best times in our life. And I I I know for me the times that have been the hardest, the times that I've struggled the most, I look back and I am grateful for those periods of times because you know what? That's when I learned things. And it's when I grew and it's when I really learned what I was capable of. And I know that you, you listening, you're capable of a heck of a lot. You are stronger than you know, and you're going to make it through. I know that. And I hope that you know that. So these last two weeks have kind of been, you know, interruptions to our normally scheduled broadcasts. Last week, we talked about working out and you know what it means with the coronavirus now and social distancing ourselves. And this week we talked more about nutrition and how you're going to handle that as we go through this period of uncertainty. And next week, we're going to bring back some of the regularly scheduled stuff that we had on the books. We have my team coming on to talk about what it's like to work in biceps after babies. We have, um, I'm going to do an episode on answering questions about weight training. We asked on Instagram what questions you had. And so I'm going to answer some of your questions on weight training. We have some amazing guests coming up that I'm really excited about. That's something that I've seen as an opportunity. I'm looking at this time as you know, an opportunity to be able to, you know, everyone's at home, I'm at home and we're going to get some podcast episodes recorded. So we're, we're have a lot of interviews scheduled over the next couple of weeks with some people who I'm really excited that I get to bring onto the podcast. So you can look forward to some really fun interviews coming up. And as always, if there's something that you would like to hear about or from on Biceps After Babies Radio, you can always shoot us a DM on Instagram or on Facebook, or you can just email us at support at bicepsafterbabies.com. And the last thing that I will say is, you know, as we're all home and we have some extra time and we, um, you know, have access to things like podcasts that I love, love, love when you guys share the episodes, when you share what you've learned and you share it with your friends, that is the highest form of praise. So please continue to share the podcast during this time when we're all inside. It's a great time to go back and binge listen to some of the episodes that maybe you missed or re-listen to some of the ones that um, maybe you listened to, but you were at a different point in your life. I You will hear new things as you go back and listen to some of those episodes. I am so grateful that you're here. I am so grateful that you are taking the time to listen to Biceps After Babies Radio. And I hope that you are taking things away and being able to apply them to your journey because that's where the magic happens. You can listen to me talk all day, but until you actually take action and apply it to your journey, then nothing changes. And so I hope you go out and I hope you start to take action. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. 
Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.